And welcome to Marriage Talks Podcast, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. That's right. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. And for the record, <laughs> I'm not a fan of this intro already. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about boundaries. <laughs> I've been wanting and to do that's it. That's the episode right there. There's no point in going on. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that intro for days. <laughs> as soon as we decided what we were going to talk about, I was like, oh, I've got the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, okay, that got better as it went on. Are you even more in love with me now? <laughs> yes, so much. <laughs> that was very special. I say that's a solid intro. So, we are gonna be talking, if you didn't catch from the intro, we're gonna be talking about boundaries. We talked about boundaries last week about with your family, boundaries with your family. We're gonna be talking about boundaries with the opposite sex. It seems like this is a well duh kind of thing but it's so important to before any situations have the opportunity to present themselves to you to like say out loud and to your spouse the rules that you guys have set aside for boundaries that concern the opposite sex because it's just protection for you protection for your marriage and it's, it's really, really important to have that intentional conversation with each other. Yeah, it's really just kind of, again, starting that conversation and just having a thought process in place for, oh, yeah, you know, I do, um, I do want to kind of be mindful of these types of interactions, just everything being intentional, every word, um, and all kinds of stuff. Just every interaction should have a a purpose and you just don't want to overstep bounds and cause a situation. So if you're thinking about things ahead of time, you're discussing with your wife or with your husband about interactions with other people. You both are on the same page about stuff. Yes. So setting boundaries, like we said, is vital in your marriage. Um, this is definitely not one of those things that you say, let's just take it setting by setting or situation by situation. That is a terrible plan. <laughs> Um, because I think just there have been maybe situations where I wouldn't have foreseen had we not been intentional about having those boundaries set up. Like you just can't, you just can't like in your mind imagine, well, I think I'd be in this setting or in this setting and in this setting, and this is what I would do in each of those. A setting is going to appear that you never would have thought was possible to happen. And it's just important to, to make a to make a standard for yourself and your marriage that I will not dot, dot, dot. So kind of like being the flexible, go with the flow kind of a person is 
just not something that I would recommend at all. Um, it's easier for me to say because I'm a planner. So I like to sit down and to have those rules and those boundaries. So no matter what your personality is, I think it's important to set up those boundaries. So even if you're someone like me, who is very much a rule follower and I like the rules, I feel like there's safety in the rules, there's comfort, and I just know where the boundaries are, it comes naturally for me. I think it's a little less natural for Michael, even though he has set up those boundaries and those rules for himself and our marriage for interacting with the opposite sex, I think he would, you would agree, right? That they are, they're good and they help you navigate any kind of situation. Yes. Not only are they good, they're good enough to make a whole episode of a podcast. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that with like certain personality types, it's definitely harder for somebody who's not a planner, um, who's not a type A to create those sorts of things. But I know with our own marriage, you know, Michael and I, we're very open with each other. We're very honest um, with each other. And we just, we talk about everything together. So having, um, just having those boundaries, it's just vital. It's just vital. I just wouldn't recommend like, hey, let's just see where this scenario takes us. Like, no, no, just, <laughs> just have your rules. It's good to lean back on those things. And it'll save you a lot of hardship <laughs> and a lot of like, I don't know what to do in this situation kind of a thing. It's like if you already, you've already thought out before the situation arrives, you can basically weed out those potential situations of, you know, when you're far enough down a scenario like late night, maybe a, a alcohol in the situation, like you just don't want to find yourself in a place where it's going to be difficult. So if you've taken time to prevent any progression of events, um, that's a good thing. Yeah. So if you're in a situation, basically like your, your judgment gets cloudy. So when you have standards and rules to measure your actions and the situation up against, it's a lot easier to think clearly as opposed to, well, I don't know what to do in this situation. You know, if you don't have anything set in place for yourself, if you don't have anything in place for your marriage, you can find yourself in, I know, you know, like if you just think about like a situation that you wouldn't have planned for, um, sometimes like I would be like, whoa, this situation took me by surprise. I don't really know what to do. This is kind of confusing. There's a lot going on. How do I handle this? If basically, if you're prepared for it, for that situation, you know, this situation isn't good. I know this because I've set this boundary for myself. So I am going to get up and walk away. <laughs> this is not good. Um, I also think too, when you have boundaries and rules set up for yourself when interacting with the opposite sex, it allows you to also maintain admirable character. And I, and, and also your witness too. Um, I think those are really important, like just as an individual, as a Christian individual, um, within a marriage, having that godly character, that admirable character, um, 
it's it's important. It's it's really important and I think it's also a witness to others. You know, this is how we act in our marriage and when we are around other people and this is important to us that we uphold a certain standard. I think that's I think it's very important within your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. You actually stole the words right out of my mouth with a certain standard. So just kind of something notable, something that kind of piques people's interest. Like there's something, something different about those two. They do things differently than we do. Um, yeah, it can definitely be a witness. Yeah. And 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 know that if that is a standard that you have set up for yourself as a believer, you will most likely, if not guaranteed, get made fun of. And do not buckle. <laughs> Stay the course. Hold fast to those um, rules and um, standards that you set for your you and your spouse. Like hold fast to those because you are doing the right thing. So something that comes up a lot is spending time with somebody of the opposite sex. Is that a problem in itself? And I would say it can easily become a massive problem. So if you spend a ton of time with somebody of the opposite sex, um, you can pretty easily become strongly bonded. There's a kind of this whole thing about work wives. I've heard it thrown around a lot and stuff like that. And it's just, it's all said in jest, but at the same time, like just be really careful when using terms like that. You know, you're kind of labeling somebody a wife. Um, you never know quite how it's going to be taken taken by the other person or what they might be going through. But it just kind of opens up a potential door for like a vector for problems. You know, we're at work quite a bit. For those of us who work outside of the home in a 40-hour work week type of building or whatever, um, the the connections we make there have a lot of power, you know, like lots of friends are made at work. Um, and you just want to make sure you keep those friendships kind of what they are. Um, I personally don't like the term work wives. It's a, it's a personal preference, but I, I just kind of think that that kind of opens the door. Like I said, we are at work a ton and sometimes of the entire waking day, you're there eight plus hours plus commute. Sometimes you're actually most of the time you're technically at work on a weekday more than you're at home because you're sleeping for most of that home time. So those interactions can be pretty important. I've got a couple guys I work with that I just absolutely love and I consider them great friends. Part of the reason is because we have spent so much time together over the years that it's a really cool friendship. So time is important. So for those of you who are working with ladies or vice versa, you ladies working with men, just really, really make sure that you're intentional about things you say, things you do, ways to touch, basically kind of keep that off limits because time creates bonds with people. Yeah. And, and there's a saying that says, um, the truth is said in jest is a saying for a reason. It's true. The truth is said in jest, in a joke. Oh, you're my work wife. <laughs> well, you spend a ton of time with that person. It is very easy to establish an emotional bond with that person. And there is a lot of power in the term wife. And so when that label has been put on you or husband, 
you're my work husband, you know, my work spouse, when that label has been put on you, there is, it kind of like automatically unlocks a certain set of emotions and attachment to that person who has said that term. And so even though they're joking in quote, um, it's, it's really, it's really serious. Um, it's, you know, just like Michael said, he doesn't use that term. If I worked outside of the home, I would not use that term. I just, we believe that it's not healthy. I think you have one spouse, period. And I would say a, a lot of people who use that probably would say, oh, it doesn't mean anything. And it really on the surface might not. But it again, it's just, it's like almost like that subconscious thing of you start to kind of let that thought of this, this person I work with is very special. I would call them my work wife or something. Um, it just is like step one on a many step process that you just it better not to step on that at all. I'm glad you brought that up like step one. And a lot of people don't realize that they have stepped into step one of going too far with the opposite sex. So what might seem like a very innocent, playful step in the wrong direction, like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Or that's not what I meant. Like, you're going to find yourself making those baby steps towards the wrong direction. Whereas if the boundaries would have been set up from the get go, those steps never would have been made. So, you know, when you go too far with the opposite sex, it's not like, oh, I don't know how that happened. That's a bunch of baloney, <laughs> like really and truly, you know how that happened. It took about 15 steps to get there and you made them because you didn't stop them. There were no boundaries set up. And like we are very, Michael and I are very intentional about, I don't want to take steps in the, that direction because I'm not willing to risk the beautiful relationship that we have, the bond that we have, the covenant that we have. It has to be protected. And I know that I've said this in a previous um, episode and I can't remember which one, but the world doesn't care if your marriage succeeds. Legit doesn't. So it's up to your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with your spouse to make it the strongest, most successful marriage possible. Nobody else is rooting for you. I mean, you might have family and friends who, who really love you and deeply care for you and really cheer you on. You know, I'm not really necessarily talking about that, but the world in general, because it's just such a secular and fallen place. It just doesn't care if you succeed. And so don't, I just want to encourage you, don't take those little steps that may seem innocent in the wrong direction. Because once you get a few steps down that road, it's harder and harder and harder to turn back. Yeah, that was the point I was going to make. It's recognize what things are. Turn around at step one or two. Do not get to step 15. So one way to kind of like recognize that, and we talk about it from time to time, if when we think about spending time with the opposite sex, if like my immediate response isn't Michael, then that's a problem. If I desire to spend time with someone else who's not my husband, like my first thought, the first person that pops into my head, if it is not Michael, that's a problem. That's a red flag. Don't act on that. 
kind of rewind. I need to evaluate why I felt that way. Why did that person pop up in my head? Have I been spending too much time with them? Have I been spending too much time looking at them on Facebook? (laughs) You know, don't do that. Um, So the first person always and forever that I want to spend the most time with is Michael. And I really do feel that way. You are the only person in my life that I have never needed a break from ever. Thanks, babe. Even when I am like legit mad at you. You've never wanted a break from me? No. Don't you remember the like biggest fight we've ever had? And you were the one who like you couldn't believe that you wanted to sit, that I wanted to sit next to you on the couch. Don't you remember that? No, we've had a lot of big ones. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, we've had a lot of fights. Um, in our in the 12, 11, 12 years that we've been together. Yeah, like I at mean, least six. <laughs> at least. <laughs> but yes, it was, I think it was probably the biggest fight we've ever had. And I just said, I need for you to be quiet and just sit next to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It all comes rushing back. <laughs> I do. It's like, I, I really am just so spitting mad. Like, I feel like I could just spit fire at you. Like, I was so upset. But I was like, I just needed you close to me. And I know that not everybody So is. you can keep an eye on me. Of course. Not everybody's built that way. I get that. I'm not. You're not that way. No way. Um, you need... I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you need the time out. You need the... Peace! Get away from me. But yes, I when I think about spending time with the opposite sex one or anybody 100% it's you that's cool we specifically wanted to talk about just tips that we use um take it or leave it but we think they're pretty good so uh some boundaries that we personally use in our marriage we have three of them first thing is you never want to find yourself alone with the opposite sex yeah we are never alone with the opposite sex yep always have a third party there It's one of those things where like if you're at work and you have a situation, you want to bring a third party in and just have a witness there for kind of that CYA kind of thing. And cover your hiney. Yes. Cover your CYH. (laughs) And um, you just never want to open the door to things happening. Yep. Um, Because if there's no witnesses there, who knows? I mean. Not even like the blame game type of thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like the real deal. Like, you know, just don't be alone. I could go on forever. It just it's kind of obvious and But it needs to it needs to be said. Do not be alone with the opposite sex. Keep the door shut for opportunity. Locked up, bolted, no inter. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. No in or out. <laughs> Nothing. So the second one is we are very, very mindful of physical touch. Um, you know, we are friends with a lot of other couples and I am a hugger. Like I am the, you're in my family, come on in, let me hug you, that type of thing. Um, so hugging, I think for me, I think of course is fine. I handshake the opposite sex as well. Um, But as far as like touch, like, so I would go up to, I'll go up to Michael. And if I, if I'm going to ask him to do something or talk to him or whatever it might be, I would put my hand on his back 
no matter where it is. And not just my back. And, and my big holes are too <laughs> bum. But, you know, that is a very... <laughs> He's turning we, right. we can't help but say bum. We say bum all day. But on the pad- podcast, we don't have to say bum anymore. Uh, it kids is, are asleep. It is. It is. I can't help it. But my point being is that that is, um, that is a sensual thing. Um, it is... It is cracking the door open for physical touch and taking it the next baby step and then the next baby step and then the next baby step. Like we said before, do not do that. We do not allow ourselves to go down that path because the further you get down that path, the further, the harder it is for you to backtrack and get out of it. So, so I just, I'm very mindful that if, if I need to like get another guy's attention or something like that like tapping on the shoulder like keeping it's just got to be like above reproach you know keep it on like you know what i mean like just no room for interpretation poorly that sentence did not make sense but <laughs> yeah that I'm one like, went off the rails i'm like trying i'm trying to like convey what's in my mind and it's just not happening and i'm making all these big hand gestures yeah i was just gonna say if only the people could see you right now and how you're trying to make those words that just didn't work work somehow based on your hands i'm like flailing about over here <laughs> trying to make my point Ugh, like don't karate chop the microphone cord this time <laughs> i am trying to direct air traffic is what i'm doing <laughs> we originally had the the bullet point for this as no touching and i was excited because <laughs> i could say no touching <laughs> but then we were talking about it it's like well no touching that, i mean who can live by that like we're we're physical people like we just we interact especially if you're a friendly person like you just it, it's more smart to be just mindful of everything right. and just just imagine like a scenario where it could be taken the wrong way and if you think of any possibility it's not a good idea so tap them fist bumps you name it there's all kinds of just you know friendship based stuff right and i will say if either in your past um you have found yourself going down the path of inappropriately touching with the opposite sex or um your love language might be physical touch maybe that boundary needs to be set higher. So maybe for you, like, let's say if I am like physical touch and that is like 100% the way to get to my heart, um, I wouldn't put myself in the position to be touched by anybody else except for my husband. And I know that that's really extreme, but I would want to do everything I can to protect my marriage and me being just not putting myself in the position to to go down a path that I don't want to be down um you know it's just you, you really have to be honest with yourself and know that okay this is a problem for me so I need to make sure that I am only saving the physical touch for my husband until that is something that you can work through with the Lord that you are much better about self-control and so on so I would say some you know some of these if you're looking to apply these to your self and your marriage you would want to moderate them to really set yourself up for success so that's number two be very mindful of touch and our third and final boundary that we use is to be very aware of sharing feelings again it'd be impossible to never share feelings with anybody of the opposite sex 
but just be mindful of sharing feelings. Specifically, be discerning about who you share deep feelings with. And if you ever realize that you're telling something to somebody else that you haven't yet told your spouse, call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. (laughs) But this one really is super important because, um, you know, you talk a lot with other people. Um, you know, even if, even if you're like in a profession where you don't have a ton of human interaction, you're still going to talk to somebody at some point during your work day. And if, if I'm sharing, um, a victory or a, you know, a quote, a loss, like something that just happened bad, um, in my day with somebody other than Michael, that's a problem. Like Michael is the first person that I need to share those things with. And we talked a little bit, I think about this in the previous episode. Um, I think we did where with family, I had a really, I'm very close with my parents. And so I had to very, I had to be very intentional about not calling my parents first when something great happened. I had to save that for Michael and then I could tell my parents and same thing goes for the opposite sex. I need to tell Michael those victories, those losses that happened in my day, I need to tell him first because he wants to celebrate with me. He wants to be the person that cheers me on or says, man, that really stinks. And I'm so sorry that happened. Like, I want that comfort from him because that's that's the comfort that's going to last for me here on earth. My parents are some of my biggest cheerleaders, but I said my vows to Michael. And so when, when I, if I am sharing very deep, raw, emotional feelings with somebody else other than Michael, that's a problem. And Michael and I have talked about, there is not just physical cheating, there's emotional cheating for sure. And be very, very careful about that. Cause I'm, I'm an emotional person. I think Michael everybody is. <laughs> you can lie to yourself and say you're not, but everybody has emotions and everybody's you may not have them on your sleeves, but everybody is built on emotions. That's true. And that's definitely not something we made up for this episode. There's been a ton of stuff written about this. Um, you can find articles all over the internet about that. It's a really big deal. It's again that fifteen step process to infidelity or whatever. The the actual like physical stuff's like te- step 10 and beyond but that emotional kind of yes. contact and like i cannot wait to share how i feel about this thing with sandra from hr or whatever you know <laughs> that's step five or right. two that's way earlier in the thing and in some ways just as serious i mean it is you're putting somebody first it there, it's just a road that you just don't want to go down on and we should definitely have a counter like a little bell ding every time you mention a road, <laughs> a pathway, or a door on this podcast. There's episode. a path you don't want to go down. <laughs> There's a path to a door on a road. <laughs> Beware of the path. <laughs> but uh, we we joke, but this is something that is very serious. Like we have been very candid with each other about it and talking about these um, boundaries at great length with each other. Um, and you know, that leads us right into our challenge is 
sit down with your spouse and come up with three boundaries. Feel free to use ours or something different, but just at least three boundaries regarding the opposite sex because I just like we just really believe that it sets you up for success. It it gives you the tools to navigate situations and the stepping stones to build a very strong and healthy marriage. It's it's just it's vital, you know. It's like we you know, we talk about a lot we're believers and um and we equip ourselves to be better witnesses by reading our Bible and being in community with other believers. Like we equip ourselves with the tools to be better. And it's just so important to do that with your marriage as well. This is one of those challenges that if you, if you sit down and do this and you execute on this, this could be one of the most important things in your entire future. Yes. Like this, this could save your marriage from a potential, if you don't do this and you go on, you know, alternate universe timeline B could be horrible. So really make a point to do it and um, just be honest with yourself. Like, what are your weaknesses? Do you struggle with your eyes? Like, are there people in your office that make it difficult for you to avert your eyes and stuff like that? If there's certain things like that, certain weak points in your past or in your current life, be honest with your spouse so that he or she can be aware of that. And just, you know, make sure that you are prioritizing them first and everything else falls by the wayside as far as importance goes. Yes, I think that's a really good point is be aware of your weaknesses. So, you know, your your weaknesses might be the same as us and you use the same boundaries. But but if your weaknesses are different, make sure that you set up boundaries that really help you stand strong in your times of being weak. You know, you really, really want to feel equipped and really want to be, have the best knowledge and um, strength and tools to be able to navigate a really, really tough situation for yourself. Like Michael said, it's just, it re- this conversation can save your marriage. It's just so important. We're very, very passionate about that. As always, we thank you guys for listening. We love doing this stuff and we love it even more to see these listener counts going up as we keep going please do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice apple spotify google can you leave a review on spotify why not (laughs) i'm I'm just asking is there a place i i use overcast which uses all apple based stuff so i don't know I, th- so, I know for sure you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So, right, it's called Apple Podcasts. They changed their name. It's yeah, it was time. iTunes. Now it's different. But okay. yeah, it's just just whatever your apparatus of choice is. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a five star. Give us a ten out of ten. Anyways, if you think we deserve it, if not, just be honest with yourself. Keep, but no, we <laughs> just we keep, think it's keep five the, stars. Keep the negative review to yourself. But if you want to leave us a positive review, please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And you can subscribe. And y'all are amazing. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast because that is the best way for us to get the word out. What word are we actually getting out? I've always wondered about that. That marriage is awesome. And that... Hashtag marriage talks podcast. You. Yes. Hashtag that on Instagram because we're not on Twitter. 
do it on Instagram and we can feature you in our stories at love.doing.life. Take a screenshot or a picture of you and your spouse talking and <laughs> frowning about boundaries you're setting up and then tag us. That would be amazing. Start a viral trend of like couples have a really hard conversation <laughs> that really help improve things. But anyways, never we're said good, any of this is easy. Good. In fact, that's like our tagline. Yeah. It's not easy. Marriage is not it easy. work. But it is worth it. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. We'll see you next week. Bye.